second string podcast we're back once again it's wednesday today yes march 10th yes it is wednesday a little bit of a mixy mix a little bit of a mixed drink a <laughs> little bit of a mixed bag today um so some lions news we're kenny galladay fucking sia wouldn't want to be a romeo aquara yeah we'll give you away for free no problem no sweat can't say I love it, but we will talk about it. I have to talk about it. This is like the first Lions news in months. I don't even know how long ago that Stafford shit went down, but it feels like months. Like January was that? I remember I was at a party, and I it was freezing cold. That's all I remember. It was freezing cold when that went down. So I got to guess January, maybe early Feb. Either way, haven't even thought about the Lions in a long time, let alone talked about them. So I got to do some of that. And then – I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, we were in Austin, Texas this weekend. Myself and a few friends went to a a park, a dog-friendly park. Everybody's got dogs. Everybody's letting their dogs go off the leash. We're sitting on our blankets and eating, and dogs are just coming up, smelling, trying to see if they can steal a little food, get a pet, and they run on their way. The entire time, we're sitting there, my friends and I, saying, why do we not have a dog right now? Like I'd pay hundreds of dollars to just – doesn't need to be my dog. It doesn't need to be your dog. Just give me like a golden retriever to follow us around. Give me a golden retriever so I can throw the tennis ball. He comes back, slobbers on me a little bit, and I can fucking get in there a little bit. That's all I need. That's all I need. But um, that being said, being the entrepreneur, the engineer, the the inquisitive mind, myself, law school friend to handle the legal sides, we have we had an idea that I, I think I, I think it would be modest to say this idea would make me myself and my friends tens of millions. I think that's like far too modest. Um, this idea, whatever Airbnb is worth, I didn't look it up before this, whatever Airbnb is worth, I'd say this idea is probably worth five times as much as that. So whatever, 20 trillion, let's call it. Here's the idea in short. We're going to get into it a little bit later. Here's the idea in short. Airbnb for dogs. I'm not from Austin, Texas. My friends aren't from there. We go down. We're at a dog park. Everybody has dogs. They're petting them. They're cuddling. And I'm sitting there like an asshole wishing I had a dog. Here's what you do. I go. I'm able to go rent out a dog for a weekend. Thursday to Friday. Oh, I'm going to take out Jimmy, the golden retriever. Thursday to Friday. Hang out with him. Take him to the park. Play fetch. Feed him some kibble or whatever dogs eat. Take him back Sunday. And I'm back to Detroit on my way. Like I never met it. Trillion dollar idea. Obviously, a lot of, uh, you know, some logistics to be had. Certainly, like, let's make sure dog murderers can't sign up for the app. That'd be one. Um, Two, let's make sure the dogs aren't murderers, right? Like my dog, my personal household dog, I would never... I would never lend him to an Airbnb system because like someone, a human being is going to get hurt. He will bite a human. Also, you're going to want like if I if we did this and I tried to give my dog in this situation, someone I'd have an angry customer. I'd have thousands of emails and phone calls requesting their money back because the dog they chose to hung out with was the fucking worst all weekend. So not every dog is going to be fit for it. Not every human is going to be fit for it. I can't help but think of the guy in Drake and Josh who who, who buys the orangutan and is going to make like a soup with the orangutan. 
probably a lot of people who do shit like that with dogs. Cruella DeVille, like you think someone just had the idea for Cruella, Cruella DeVille out of thin air? No chance. Those people exist. Like we, we're going to have to do some major, major vetting. But the other thing to sign up, for, to get in the system, background check. Boom. Background check. To get to pick the dog up, you're going to credit card on file. If we don't see the dog again, you're getting charged billions. Like we we'll get a vetting process, but that is where my, my cohort Allie, the legal counsel of Airbnb for dogs, dog BNB, DBNB or DNB. No, DBNB sounds way better. Dog BNB. <sighs> yeah. I think we, I think we have an idea though. I mean, the raw idea of being able to rent out a dog if you're on vacation, that's the most genius thing I've ever heard. Not only come out of my mouth, but any any human being's mouth. But we, I mean, we have the background checks for the humans. We're going to charge you a shit ton of money if you don't bring the dog back. As far as the dogs go, we're going to staff at every location. The Detroit location is going to have three dog trainers, dog handlers. That'll make sure the dogs are behaved. They're going to keep them in good moods while they're at Airbnb or dog BNB headquarters. And here's the kicker. Here's the absolute kicker. If you're a dog fan, if you love dogs, if you, if you just can't when arms of an angel comes on your TV and you just can't help, but throw up and donate hundreds of dollars, here's the real kicker. And this is what you're going to love. Now, this would probably take some more work as far as the handler and the training goes of the of these pooches. But the dogs we the dogs we use, we just make them rescue dogs. Boom. They're not sitting in pounds. They're not going to get put down because no one bought them. They're not sitting in metal crates all day wishing someone would come pick them up. All of a sudden, sure, it's not ideal when no one's renting them. They're going to have to be like in a, in a Airbnb type, like at the Airbnb dog BNB headquarters, which is less than ideal, but Hey, them going to hang out with people going on weekends. That's going to be better than permanently being in a pound or better than taken behind the woodshed and put down. Cause nobody bought you. And think about this too. Those weekends, when some, like you're getting a dog for the weekend, you're treating that dog. You're getting them puppuccinos every morning. You go out to dinner. Listen, I'm getting a burger for myself, and I'll take half of one for the dog. That dog's going to live like a king every single weekend. You're going to the park. You're not getting a dog unless you want to use the dog. I'm taking you to a dog park, brother. You're going to roam free. You're going to be amongst your peers, your your brothers and sisters. It's a dog's wet dream. This is a rescue dog's wet dream. Again, though, like the more I say the rescue dog tough again, because like if you're a rescue dog, odds are you probably came from like a shitty house. So you have major trust issues, I would imagine. Probably a lot of the same types of dogs that'll bite people that don't allow you to pet them, that don't get close with humans very easily. Okay, that could that could cause some issues. So maybe. The training, the training program, we'll just have a little more runway time until we're open for business. Also, we're going to have to somehow figure out a way to not be held liable. If Because if we, let's say we have a German Shepherd, our handler, trained to the nines, trained to the gills. This dog, it's never going to harm a fly. It's fun to hang out with great personality, cuddly, likes eating food. Just a good dog. And then it goes off and bites someone in the throat. 
Uh, that's probably a little bit of a legal issue that would fall back on Dog BNB. Probably a lawsuit worth a shit ton of money that would fall back on Dog BNB. So I guess again, that's where the 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 legal team would come in, my legal cohort alley, and draw something up that says we can't be sued. Like if you if you use our product, if you rent one of these dogs, like you're assuming the risk of the dog pretty much killing you in your sleep is the 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 level of the risk you're assuming. Like that's just the truth. And we the key too is we make it one of like an Apple terms of service contract where there's just a billion lines like the fuck reads those who reads those if someone asks us like hey what if the dog bites me like do you guys cover that sorry man no but unless they ask we're not telling i'm not going to tell on myself running a business here maybe not the most ethical but that may not be the most ethical but that bad ethic is canceled out by a good ethic of oh i'm saving rescue dogs and giving them temporary homes for the weekends also i'm addressing a need in civilization People want to have dogs with them places, but you can't bring your dog on every plane on every trip. But then when you're there, when you go to the dog park, when you're walking around Austin, Texas, and everybody and their grandmother has a dog, you're kind of like, man, I wish I had a dog. How does that not exist? Like PetSmart? Maybe it does. Can you go to a PetSmart and be like, I'm not going to buy this dog, but I'll pay you like 50 bucks if you just let me hang out with it for a day. I don't know if that exists. Does that exist? It may. There may be something. I know there's different. I know there's like apps where it's like, I'll come walk your dogs for you. Like you outsource walking your dogs to people. Where It's like, I'll come walk your dogs for you, but I'm not like hanging out with the dog. I'm not taking the dog to the dog park. I'm not petting and getting cozy with your dog. Cause then it's probably a little bit weird if I'm, I come back from the quote unquote walk and I'm like, yeah, man. Your dog and I took a three-hour nap. It was awesome. Rubbed its belly, gave it a bath. It was a great time. You're probably like, oh, that's far more than you're supposed to do. Also, probably like the dog walking apps, it's probably like be back in 30 minutes. So I know you didn't kidnap my dog. So if that does exist, not like dog BNB, three full days of dog BNB. I know it's there are some hoops to jump through. I've acknowledged that I feel to this point. There are certainly some hoops to jump through. Like we've touched on the legality of it. If a dog bites you, is there a way we can just never be held liable? Probably if there is, it's definitely not ethical, but Hey, it's a business capitalism trying to become a trillionaire here. B figuring out how to train the dogs in the first place, especially because the rescue dog route, that's like the kicker. If I was taking, if I was taking thoroughbreds that were like breeded at, some breeders bred <laughs> at some breeders and I was just pumping out thoroughbred golden retrievers. People would still love it. Come rent dogs. No problem. But when I throw in the kicker, the arms of an angel. And I tell you, not only are you going to rent this dog, but you're saving us. You're saving a rescue dog for an entire weekend. You're giving it a home for a weekend, showing it love and compassion, something it may have never felt in years. If you were on the fence, about renting the dog for a weekend and then you hear that you show up to the store and we're like yeah man all these dogs like come from humble beginnings they're they're rescue that came from the streets they've never even felt a family for a day let alone a weekend you're so in i just sold you so hard sell me this pen sell me this dog sell me this dog okay the rescue dogs boom dunzo game over that's it 
that's it. We've not only is the product already great, but we have the message behind it. We have the story, the narrative. We have the Wall Street Journal and the New York Post. They're going to eat that shit up. Plus, I don't care if you're from the West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, South, foreign country. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you like sports, hate music, eat ice cream, puke at the thought of Brussels sprouts. I don't care. Everybody likes dogs. Fucking everyone likes dogs. The, the world is our customer. We have, What are there, 7 billion people on earth? We have like 6.8 billion customers, potential customers. Another genius move. Another genius move. We, there's no supply chain to this. Like, I don't need to move shit around. We have an office in Detroit. We got one in, you know, Chicago. There's one in Dallas. Like, every city, every big city, we just got dogs already waiting for you there. They're already there. And here's what we're not going to have so many dogs because our handlers need to, they got to train them. They got to be key. Like, we can't have five handlers training 500 dogs. We'll have like 20 dogs. Guess what? 20 dogs in a big city like Austin, Texas, not a lot of dogs to go around. All of a sudden, we pit the customers against each other. Becomes like gladiator for who's willing to play the highest price for Terry, the 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 Doberman. <laughs> I can't even I can't think of these names quick enough. All of a sudden, it's a bidding war. It's a bidding war. It's Bob Vance versus Dwight Schrute for a hug. Everybody's unbuckling the checkbooks. You thought, oh, a couple hundred bucks for a dog for a weekend? Now this is the last German Shepherd we have, sir, and we got three other families that have already submitted bids in four figures. Ten grand for the weekend? Yeah, we'll, we'll sell it to you there. We make it like an eBay auction. We auction it or we say ten grand and it's yours right now for the weekend. The overhead is just the tiny dog BNB headquarters and the handlers and then the like dog food and whatever else you need to do. Trim the dog's hair, I guess. I don't know what else you do for dogs. Bathe it occasionally. Like, is this not the best idea people listening right now have ever heard? I know I joke around a lot, but I'm actually quite convinced that this is worth like at least a billion. Whatever Airbnb is worth, double it. Double it. Because no one, the, the, when you have an Airbnb too, you'll get the people, <clears throat> me and my friends, that'll come in and just ruin the place just filthy, probably break something, get your neighbors upset. Like you have the negative, the negative that comes with it. If we say, if you lose the dog or something happens to the dog, we charge you $50,000. Nothing's going to happen to the dog. I promise you that. Also, you're going to go to jail if you do something to the, if you like the Drake and Josh orangutan soup guy comes along and he's like, Oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to make some Dalmatian soup. You're going to prison, buddy. And you owe us 50 K. No one's going to do that. Besides, if you're that obsessed with eating dog soup, there's stray dogs all over the place. Like you're not going to go to the fucking rental dog rental place where they can trace everything back to you. I mean, not that I'm a dog eater guy, not that I'm cooking up liquid meals with dogs very frequently, but if I was, I'm not going to the dog rental place. Like if I'm going to think about it, if you're going to start, if you're going to form a crack house, you're going to upstart your own crack house. You're not going to rent an Airbnb and make it a crack house. You're just going to go to the abandoned house that nobody has lived in or cared about or seen in 10 years. Simple as that. You're not going to take out an Airbnb and put your credit card down so you can start selling crack. You're going to go to that empty house down the road. 
simple as that. Nobody ever checks on it. You're good to go. You're not going to make a dog soup out of a dog BNB dog. You're going to get a stray dog that's eating trash. Genius idea though. I'd like some, I would like some feedback. I mean, naturally over the weekend, this idea was brought up multiple times. First, my friends and I talked about it. And then as we would meet people, we would just randomly, I don't know. It was probably more of just us inserting it into the conversation rather than I was going to say stumble upon it. (laughs) But it felt like everybody I met, I pitched this idea to and everyone's like, yeah, I mean, I can see it. Well, no shit. The idea is there. The, The logistics will work out, but the idea pretty genius. So that's billion trademark, by the way, TM copyright restricted. Don't you dare try and take that. Um, so that's all I got. That's the billion dollar idea. That's it. That's the pitch trademark copyright restricted. Once again, don't you dare. I'll sue the shit out of you. Um, quick break, little anchor talk, best app in the world. Everyone knows that. And then I, I have to talk about the cats. I want to talk about Brad Holmes, the, the Galladay, Aquara, just take the temperature a bit. Like, fucking throw it out there take the temp put the put my lick my finger and put it in the air see which way the wind's blowing in detroit haven't talked about the lines in a while haven't even thought about the lines in a while some stuff finally since the stafford trade first time it feels like things have happened although not incredibly significant but things are happening i love football i miss football so i kind of want to just talk about football for a bit i wouldn't mind my brain just like throwing on a leather cap and lowering someone sh- lowering my shoulder to pick up an extra couple yards mentally that is mentally my brain's got the leather cap and is lowering its shoulder for the first down haven't done that in a while so I'm excited quick break we'll do some cats football um and then probably call it a day there more good stuff the rest of the week best part of this Austin trip I just have ideas all right quick break we'll be right back <laughs> Back, 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 back. So we got the billion-dollar idea out of the way. I'm rich. Anybody who's listening right now, right now, day one listener, second string podcast, day one string heads. When when the day comes that I sell Dog B&B for a billion dollars, you can all, well, I'll get a private villa in, I don't know, Cancun or something, and you can all, one month a year, everyone who's listening right now, you can come. Stay, Mai Tais, fucking pina coladas, you name it. Free. Free of charge. One month a year. All for OG string heads only. OG string heads that are listening right now only. I promise you that. One month a year, you come down dog B&B month of the year, we'll call it. Um, Lions time, though. I got to talk to Lions. There is, like I said, not like huge news. Nothing fucking groundbreaking. No bombshells. No Stafford to the Rams type stuff. I may sneeze. Heads up. I may. I feel one coming on. I may sneeze any moment. <laughs> Woo! Excuse me. Um, but they're gonna let Galladay go. One of the better wide receivers in the NFL, I think, is fair to say. I wouldn't say he's a top five guy. He's not Devonte Adams. He's certainly not D Hop. But after those two, like Julio, maybe. Am I forgetting someone that's just, like, unguardable? Like, Mike Thomas sucked ass this year. Are we putting him with Mike Thomas? I mean, Kenny Galladay didn't do shit either, but the games Galladay played. That's my thing with Galladay. I know he's hurt. Like, it's tough. 
I don't have a t I don't have a problem. I should preface this by saying like I don't have a problem with the Lions letting him walk. I don't mind the idea of playing a little bit of hardball, kinda saying nineteen mil for a fucking wide receiver who's always hurts crazy. Go make that money somewhere else. I don't have a problem with that. If you're looking around at the table for who's the sucker, odds are you're the sucker. I like that we're not gonna be the sucker. I like that. But at the same time, on the on a counter argument it felt like the games the games Galladay played this year felt like every time he played, like once a game, he's just doing something unbelievable. Like once a game. That he's just doing something crazy. Yeah, I'm in my car again because toilet and it's fucking hot, so I open the door. But it feels like once a game he does something crazy, or he did do something crazy. I know the Atlanta game on that last drive, he had that absurd like fucking was horizontal to the ground. His back was parallel with the turf made a ridiculous catch. It always felt like once a game he was due for a holy shit moment, which I do. I know wide receivers and the toys. It's like every year it becomes more and more apparent. The wide receivers, the toys, the running backs, all the skill positions. They're, they're not as valuable as we make them out to be. But I do still think there is some value in that, whether it's, from just like a from a momentum standpoint, like having a guy that once a game can just make a play that maybe turns the game around for you, even if it's not that significant of a yardage or points play, just the boy getting the fucking team going. Like, all right, Kenny wants to win. Kenny's putting his nuts on the line to make horizontal catches. So should I. I think that matters for something, and I think. Even on the the yardage point side, I think it's pretty useful to have a guy who's like, oh, third and 15, the offense has been stagnant, nobody's open, all right, I'll just fucking chuck it to Kenny Galladay, and hopefully that works. I think that counts for something, too. I think that counts for something, too. Now, it's different. It's different. Kenny Galladay's not a guy like Megatron, where it's every play. He's either open or there's two defenders, minimum two, maybe three, that are just assigned to him. Where Megatron, he was so good that when he wasn't open, it's because the defense is expending far too many assets to cover him. When he's not open, it's because we're out chessing them now. They just wasted three guys that are out of their play for our one. Fine. Megatron... If they cover, if they spent three guys on Megatron every play, Megatron, the Lions, Stafford, everyone would have been happy with him having zero yards every game. Galladay's not quite to that level, but I do think he's a good player. The only, the only, like slight issue I have with the tag is, like we're just not getting shit back for our assets. I know we got what did we get like a comp? I can't say this word compensatory comp like compensation compensatory third round pick compensatory which is nice it's better than absolutely nothing but it is a third round pick a and b now we have to hit on a third round pick again like we were pretty fortunate we got a very very good wide receiver with a third round pick already in Galladay now we got a hit again and it's not only like we would have been lucky if Galladay turned out to be like a wide receiver three. It'd be like, oh, that was a pretty solid pick. Like if Galladay turned out to be a guy where it's like, yeah, he's solid, that'll do. We hit on like a very good player 
in the third round. The odds of us hitting on another very good player, the odds of hitting on like a solid guy are very low. So that blows how we're just letting one of the best wide receivers in the NFL go and we're just not going to get anything back for him more than the third round pick we used to get him. Felt like, felt like a guy, I mean, we're not going to get a first overall pick for the guy, but it felt like a guy that we could get something for. A guy that we could get a second for? A second and a young guy? Like, something. The third round pick, that's all, like, I don't know. Doesn't do it for me. And then Aquara, same shit. Romeo Aquara, they're just, yeah, see ya, you can go too. His case, I don't know if we're getting picks back. If we're not, again, why not tag him and trade him? I know because he's on the tag, the, like his value goes down. But if we're not going to get anything for him, like if, if someone will trade us anything back for him, it's better than letting him go for free. I, I That's the only qualm I have with what they're doing right now. Like on one hand, I get it and I like it in terms of Brad Holmes and uh, Dan Campbell are just saying, listen, fuck it. Whatever the old regime built, everything they've done here, players, nobody's safe, nobody belongs, I don't care. Burn it all the way fucking down. Like all these guys in their contracts here, that contract years that want money and want a lot of it. Listen, Kenny Galladay, go go get 19 mil from someone who has a chance at winning the Super Bowl. Romeo Aquara, go be at the second end on a team that'll be in the playoffs. Like all these guys that want that want big money. It's a waste. We're going to be bad for the next two, three years. We're not going to pay anyone anything big unless it's like the franchise quarterback for the next 15. I like what they're doing as far as that goes, where they're sticking to their guns and they're saying, if we're going to tear it all down, we're going to tear it all down the right way and we're going to fucking scorch earth. It's not going to be a half-ass teardown. It's not going to be America's home improvement where they keep the frame of the house and just fill it with different things. We're getting the bowling ball crew in here. We're getting the flamethrower boys. This house is going down to the studs, and we're bringing it all the way back from from nothing. So I like that. It's just the it's just the letting people go when it's like, man, that it feels like Kenny Galladay's worth more than a future third round pick. That odds are we don't hit on, which it is. I mean, he is worth more than that. And the other shitty thing that just feel obviously not a guarantee, but kind of feels inevitable just being a Detroit fan being a Lions fan just the way fucking sports work in the city you know Kenny Galladay is going to sign somewhere and just have like a 1600 yard season 15 touchdowns like where whoever signs Galladay wherever he goes this year I would I mean it's almost a guarantee that he just has a monster year and now we look back instantly year one we're looking halfway through the season we're looking at Brad Holmes Dan Campbell and everyone going Hmm. So we really let that guy go for a third that we spent to get him. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's too, it's too on brand. It's too perfect. It's way too just what, what Detroit does. It's far too, it's far too on brand. And you know. You know it's going to happen. Kenny Galladay's going to, like, go to the Pats or some shit. Or, God forbid, go to the Chiefs. And just instantly it's like, oh, wow, so this dude is just the best receiver in the NFL. The Lions really let him go for nothing. 
the Lions have no good players and they let their only player go anyway. Oh man. I guess another like pro in the pro column of burning it all the way down. Now we don't have to worry about Kenny Galladay making that one incredible catch a game and somehow stealing us a game that we, it's probably better off if we lose so we can get the number one pick. That's another good thing. But like we're entering Pistons territory now where it's, we're the Detroit Lions. We're really bad, and we have zero assets. Literally zero assets. Who do we have? We have Hawkinson. I'd say he's an asset. Ragnow's an asset. Taylor Decker. I mean, he's on a fat contract now in his prime. Like, he's probably just kind of running out the clock in Detroit. Nowhere for him to go. Defensively, what do we have? Are you? Are we calling Okuda an asset? Okuda's like a question. Like, maybe he'll be an asset. I, I wouldn't say... If we called every team in the league right now and said, hey, we'll give you Jeff Okuda for a second-round pick, bet you a lot of them are hanging up the phone. And we took him third overall. Like, is that an asset? We have no one right now that other people want. We have no one that other people want that will make it worth our while. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, The last thing I want to say is that all being said, you know, the fact that I kind of dislike that we're letting our guys go for nothing. The fact that now it's like, oh, I'm sure we get the third-round pick, but odds are we probably don't draft anyone good with that. That all said, up to this point with the Stafford deal, and I get what they're doing by just letting Galladay acquire all these guys walk. I get that they're just saying, like, fuck it, we're going all the way back to the beginning. I, I still – I'm with the front office. Like, I still – I see the vision. I'm still rocking with them. I still have faith in them. I'm not out on anything. There are just, either way, either way they would have done it. They tag them. It's like, see, that's the thing with the tag is you just pay it for them a year, pay it to them for a year, and then let them go. Like us, we don't need that cap space. We're not signing any big-time free agents, right? So that's kind of where I'm like, I mean, you could have just and then tried to deal them in the tag year. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I see both sides. I see my side where it's like, I wish we would have tagged them and tried to get a second. And then I see the flip side where it's like, well, let's just burn it down. Anybody who's not going to be here in five years, get them off the books. No big contracts. We're not going to be the sucker. So we'll see. We'll see. Should be interesting. Um, feels good, though, to think about the, the Lions for the first time in a minute. Think about the Cats. It's been a while. I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to getting closer to the football season and talking about it more. Fucking love football. I hope. I was gonna say I hope the Lions are competitive this year, but they're gonna be. They're gonna be so fucking bad, man. All right. Well, that's all I got today. Um, tomorrow, bender, more challenging, more challenging task: going on a three-day bender or becoming a Navy SEAL. And then Michigan State plays Maryland first game of the Big Ten tourney tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything to say about it right now. It's like, if we win, great, and then we play Michigan, and then I will have something to say. If we lose, whatever, rest up, NCAA tournament. It's kind of, it's, it's di- the Big Ten tournament hits different when you're not the one or two seed who's like, like let's win this goddamn thing. Where now it's like, oh, we're, we're in it, playing with house money, let's see what happens. It's tough for me to get fired up for a game that doesn't mean anything, right? And the, even if we beat Maryland, odds are, like, we got a, four more games or whatever, three more games long way to go to win it all and odds are we probably aren't so it's kind of like whatever but looking forward to watching so yeah tomorrow 
the Navy SEAL versus uh, going on a bender. And then, what the fuck? I was going to talk about something else. Maybe, what was I going to talk about? Maybe it was state? I don't know. I don't know. But you'll see. Just come back tomorrow and check it out. Anyways, appreciate everyone listening per usual. Twitter at Nick Second String. Instagram at The Period Second Period String. The Second String Detroit at gmail.com. Billion dollar idea. Let me, can I, what do people think? I feel like that's legit billion dollars. So appreciate everyone listening. We'll see you tomorrow.